Again, I've entitled this um, message, Disciples Prayer, Who Are You Following? Who are you following? You see, prayer um, for a Christian is like the root of a tree. The deeper the root of a tree goes, the higher and stronger the tree is. And it's like prayer for a Christian. The deeper the Christian prayer life is, the stronger the believer is himself. And that um, is why Jesus um, spent a lot of time teaching on prayer. And as John said, over 12 or 13 times we read in Luke's gospel about Jesus praying. But here we come to this part. We've been going through the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now we come to the, one of the difficult part of this prayer. And um, I've taken it from Matthew's Gospel. Because Matthew's um, Gospel adds a little bit more which we normally say, um, in Luke, it just says, and lead us not into temptation. But in um, Matthew Gospel, we've got it here, it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So the question is, who are you following? So hear that first, and lead us not into temptation. Now, before we rush into it, a lot of people just read that and they rush straight through it and they focus more upon the end of the verse than on the beginning. The beginning is just as important as the end. The first three words of this verse is very important. Look at what it says. The first three words, and lead us. That's what it says. And lead us. Here's a prayer request from Christians, the disciples, and they say to God, God, I don't only want you to forgive us, but I also want you to lead us. Very often, we want God to forgive us for our sins, but we don't want God to have any input in leading us anywhere. But the two go hand to hand together in the prayer. The prayer is, forgive us and also lead us. Your desire should be not only that God should forgive you, but should also lead you. Now, the question is, who is leading you this morning? That is the question. Can I tell you what to expect when God leads you? Let me tell you what to expect when God leads you. The first thing I want to share with you and show you from the Old Testament. Some of you might remember that in the Old Testament, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, they came to the promised land. It wasn't very far from where they left Egypt. They came to the promised land. And before they entered into the promised land, they sent 12 spies out. And these 12 men went out into the promised land to see what the land was like. And when they returned, Moses said this to them. Look what he said to them. He said, Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you. 
as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. From this verse, I'm going to show you a number of things. When you pray and lead us, a number of things is true. When you ask God to lead you, the first thing that is true is that he will fight for you. Look what it says. The Lord your God who's going before you will fight for you as he did in Egypt before your very eyes. God himself, if he leads you, the Bible says that God himself will fight for you. I will come back to that later on. But it's so wonderful and so important that God will fight. And I was thinking about that. I thought about um, that boxer. Remember him, Mike Tyson? He was a brutal, brutal fighter when he was on top of his game. He was so, so fit. His opponents got knocked out in seconds. And I got thinking about that. I thought to myself, just imagine, I want you to imagine with me, just imagine that you was in the ring waiting to fight Mike Tyson. Just imagine you were there in a corner, your boxing gloves on, too big for you probably. And you're standing there, your skinny legs and your vest, waiting for box Mike Tyson. And in he comes, looking grimacing and looking mean with his big neck and his bald head and his big muscles. He comes in and you're standing there and he's glaring at you. All of a sudden, you're terrified. All of a sudden, Muhammad Ali steps up and climbs into the ring. And then Evander Holyfield steps in and he climbs into the ring as well. Evander Holyfield. <laughs> Say it slowly. And then Larry Holmes comes in and he steps into the ring. And these three men come up to you and say to you, listen, you just sit down. Us three will take him out. You will be saying, wow, all your fear will be vanquished already. But these three top champions can take out one Mike Tyson easily. And you will have no worry. In fact, you will not have to fight at all. Just stand still and see the victory. But listen to what the Bible says about God. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. That is, if you pray, Lord, lead me, then Lord say, hey, I will lead you. Not only will I lead you, but I will fight for you as well. That's, that's wonderful to know that God himself is in my corner. But that's not all. When you pray and lead us, you also pray and you also seek God to carry you. Look what it says here. And in the wilderness, there you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reach this place. 
I love this. Moses gives a wonderful image. Here, he said, not only will the Lord fight for you, but the Lord will carry you. I remember when we went to, um, to Scotland years ago, my son Joseph was only two years old or under. We had to climb up this, this mountain. And I had one of those child carrier pack things. You know, you put your baby in your back and it's like a backpack. Not like a backpack, but one of these backpack things. You don't stick him in a bag. But, you know, I put him on a backpack and he was on my shoulder. And I climbed up this mountain with him on my shoulder. You know, he never complained once. (laughs) He nibbled on some food. He had a laugh, had a sleep. I complained. But he didn't complain once. And he slept. And at the end of it, he had a wonderful time. But you know, when you pray, lead us. Then God says, I will carry you. I will carry you. You will not have to do anything for yourself. The Lord says himself, but the Lord will carry you through all your journey. In fact, the Bible says even through the wilderness, even through the desert places, even through the hard times, the Bible says God will carry you. I want to testify, me and Kim, we want to testify to you this morning that God has carried us. And you know what? He still is carrying us to this day. God promises to carry you if you pray that prayer our father who art in heaven forgive us but also lord lead us god himself will say i will come and i will carry you how wonderful that is you know there's a a poem that you've all heard of called footsteps in the sand Everybody heard about that? I don't want to go through the whole poem. You all heard about it? I'm not going to go through the whole poem. But by the end, you know, the, the, the guy says, Lord, you know, I thought you promised to, to carry me. And I, I thought you promised to walk with me through all the difficulties in life. But when the hard things happen, I only see one footsteps, one footprints, he says. And then God says to him, when you see only one footprints, it was there where I carried you. Sounds nice, doesn't it? But it's all rubbish. I want to tell you why. Sounds nice. I want to tell you why. Because you need God to carry you right from the time you get born again, right through all the pleasures and the highs and the wonderful times in your life. You need God to carry you from your birth right up until your death. Not for you to walk on your own in any time of your life. You need him to carry you. There should always be one set of footprints in your life. Not two. Because God needs and God looks to carry you all your way. Is that what he says? There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went. Not just some of the ways you went, but all the ways that you went. So when you come and you cry out to God, he say, oh God, forgive us for our sins, but also, Lord, lead us. He said, I will fight for you, but not only that, says God, I will also carry you. What else does he say? He also says that I will 
protect you. I will protect you. Just trying to find out where I am. My notes are getting so carried away. I will protect you. When God leads you, he will also protect you. The Bible verse says over here, back in our reading, look what it says. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go. You see, when the Israelites were going through the wilderness, at night time, it was terribly cold, freezing cold. You know that in the desert, it's absolutely freezing. So what did God do for them? By pillar, pillar of fire by night was there for the people. And during the daytime, you know it's so hot in the desert. The sun is beating down on you. So what did God do? The Bible says that he provided a cloud by day in order to protect them from the heat of the sun. And not only that, but the Bible says that he searched out places for them to camp. So it wasn't just like go the way you want to go. God himself searched out places that they might go and camp. God protected his people. When you pray, oh God, lead us. God says that I not only would lead you, but I will protect you and I will guide you. In fact, when a criminal becomes an informant for the police or for the government, he goes into a witness protection scheme. And in this witness protection, what they do, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they take this guy or this woman and they put him in a safe house. They might have security around or police around, but this person becomes an informant and they are placed even though they're a criminal, even though they've done things wrong, maybe murder or, 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 or theft, but they become an informant and they're placed in a safe house for 24 hours, seven days a week until a case is gone to court. They're protected. I want to tell you this. Even though you and I are rebels, and we are, if you don't know it, let me tell you, you're a rebel against God. You're an enemy. But when you ask God, God, to become your Lord and Savior. When you be changed from your heart, guess what? The Lord protects you 24-7. Four weeks in a month, whatever it is, 365 days in a year, God himself says, I will protect you. But not only will I protect you, I will also guide you. I mean, we've all got sat nav in the car now, haven't we? I mean, I don't worry about where I go now, you know. I just put the postcode into the sat nav and I just drive along and it takes me to where I'm going. The only problem with my sat nav is not only it's got a woman's voice, that's not really a big problem. The only problem with my sat nav is that when I go into a tunnel, it gets confused. God who guides. It's not like that. No matter how dark it gets in your life. No matter what valleys you might pass through. God never gets confused. He will guide you. 
So when you come before God, it's our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Forgive us, you say. And you want the forgiveness of God upon your life. You also need to pray and lead us. And when God leads you, he says, I will fight for you. I will also protect you and guide you. He comes and he will carry you, he says. That's what God says. When you ask him to come in and to lead me. Now, if you do not want to be led by God, and who doesn't? You can choose two other options that's available to you. The two other options that are available to you, the first option, if you don't want to be led by God, you can be led by your heart. You may heard people say sometimes, follow your heart. Have you heard that expression? Follow your heart. If it feels right, do what your heart tells you to do. And that might not be a problem, except the Bible speaks about the heart. And the Bible says about the heart, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You try following your heart, you can end up in a load of trouble. Why? Because it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You can choose to follow your heart like many people try to do. Or you can say, I'm not going to follow my heart, you know, I'm going to follow the evil one. His ways seem to be a lot more better than the ways of the Lord. With the evil one, there's sex, drunk, and rock and roll. I'm going to follow him instead. He will love you to follow him. Now, I can remember um, a um, Grimm's fairy tale that I used to read, the love. Um, the tale of the Pied Piper. Some of you may not even remember that very well, but he also appeared in Shrek 4, if you like watching Shrek. But the Pied Piper is an old story of a town where they were overrun by rats. And so the king called the um, Pied Piper to come in, and he came in, and he played a tune on his pipe, and all the rats followed him out of the town. And when they all followed him out of the town, they took him to the river, and they all died in the river. He went back to get paid, and the king refused to pay him. And so he played another tune. And this time the tune was to get all the children to follow him. And he played a tune, and all the children of that town followed him out. It's only a story. I've got the children listening to me in my sermon now because they like the kind of story. But it's only a story. But they all followed him out of the town. But I want to tell you, the devil's playing a tune this morning. He's playing a tune. And that tune is finding the attention of young people left, right and centre. He's playing a tune this morning. Back in the day, in the 60s and in the 70s, he's been playing a tune back in the 50s and in the 40s and the young people are still following his tune to this day. He's playing a tune today and if you want to follow him, you can be following him to that tune. And where is he leading you to? He's leading to the hell to hell and to the grave. That's all the place he is going. He's going there himself. The Bible says that the end of the devil is in the flakes of fire. He's going there himself and he's playing a tune because he wants to take as many there with him. So that's the two options you have. If you want to 
follow Christ. Every prudent, wise person will say, no, I want to pray the prayer, the Lord's prayer. I want to pray, forgive us, and also want to pray, lead us. I want to pray, forgive me, Lord. But I also want to pray, lead me, Lord. That's the prayer I want to pray. And I want God to lead me. I want God to fight for me. I want God to protect me. I want God to guide me. I want God to carry me. I want God to lead me. That should be the prayer of every believer. If you're not a believer yet, you're in a wrong camp. You're following your heart. Or you're following the evil one. So let's go now to our second part of... um, the message, rescuing. Because the second part of that verse, and lead us not into temptation. Although we pray, lead us not into temptation. The fact is, there's temptation everywhere. Out there. And what is temptation to one person may not be temptation to another. What's temptation to another person may not be temptation to someone else. The truth that we need to remember is this. Temptation itself is not a sin. Remember that. Temptation is not a sin. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in all points, just like we was, yet without sin. Also, the Bible says that God provides a way of escape that when you are tempted you might be able to escape the temptation but we need to pray lead us not into temptation you see we have two Christians, two types of Christians one Christian who's humble and the other Christian who's maybe not so humble Both are believers. The first Christian who's humble will know how weak they are. Just know how weak they are. You might see them here in church raising their hands, worshipping, but they know that they are just weak believers. Even before God, they know they're weak. The other Christian, a little bit proud, they're the sort of Christian to say things like, I would never gossip. You never catch me lying. You never see me getting angry. One guy said to me the other day, you never catch me getting angry. And next week he told me that he got cut up in the car when he was driving. And he jumped out of his mouth and went over to the window and started giving the guy his fingers and his language. And he sat back down and he thought to himself, what did I just do? Another Christian in our men's group on Thursday, he said to the group, he says, you know, God's really convicted me. He said, I used to watch The Sopranos. I can't can't say, I've never seen it myself before, but it's a a violent show, he said. Lots of racketeering and drugs and violence. As I watched it, I just believed that God said to me, what are you doing? And he turned it off and he put it away. You see, The person that God looks for, the Christian that God looks for, we find in Isaiah 62, 
This is the one that I esteem. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word. It is the person who will seek God and say, God, lead me not into temptation. Why? Because, Lord, I know that I'm weak. Lord, I hate sin. Lord, I hate the condition of my own heart. Lord, lead me not into that temptation because I want to honor you. I don't want to slip. I don't want to fall. I don't want to dishonor your name. God, I pray that you will lead me not there. That is the prayer of a Christian. But Lord, the prayer will continue. But Lord, but if I am found in temptation, if I am found in that place, the next verse kicks in. Lead us not in temptation, but Lord, deliver us, deliver me from the evil one. I want to tell you, God delivered the Israelites in the Old Testament. He delivered them. He fought for them. He carried them. Even when they were in difficulties and in great trouble, God himself carried and delivered them. And when you get into temptation and you cry out to God, oh God, lead me not there, but Lord, if I found myself there, if I found myself struggling, if I find myself in a tight place, oh God, will you deliver me? Will you carry me? Will you protect me? Will you help me? The reason why you have a right to pray that prayer, not only because Jesus taught you to pray like that, the reason why you have a right to pray that prayer, because on the cross, when Jesus Christ was nailed to that cross, where Jesus Christ was hung on, The Bible says, he cried out, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The last thing that Jesus said, it is finished. What was finished? The power of sin in your life was broken. The power of the grave and death that was also broken. The power of Satan in your life, that too was broken. In fact, everything that the devil can do to you was broken so you can walk in newness of life. When Jesus said, it is finished, he meant that you can be set free completely and totally. And so that's a prayer. Lead me not into temptation. That's the prayer. God asks not only that you pray, forgive me. And we all want forgiveness. That song we sing so often, everyone needs forgiveness. We all need forgiveness. But everyone needs to be led by God. What fool will say, I do not want to be led by the almighty God? What fool will say, I do not want to be carried by him? What fool will say, I do not want to be protected by him? What fool will reject his care? And yet there's so many who say in their heart, there is no God. And turn away from him. I don't want to know. 
But if you pray that prayer with me this morning, you're saying to the Lord, oh God Almighty, Father, forgive me, but also lead me. Let's pray.